Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. The Crit Show contains elements of horror, fantasy violence, and adult language. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. I really don't have anything for this intro. Um, we are going to be in the new space starting this next week. So that is exciting. Uh, but right now I'm just at home here with Harvey Dog and the Weens. So just a reminder, if you are in our Patreon and you are missing access to the Discord or to the RSS feed or to the ad-free feed, make sure to send us a message at the cast at the crit show podcast.com. I mentioned that a couple of weeks ago and I have had a few of you reach out uh, again. If you do not have those things, that is human error and I am the human. Uh, so let me know and I will remedy that. If you are interested in joining our Patreon, you can head over to patreon.com slash the crit show. Uh, we are inching ever closer to our next goal, which will unlock Kim running a video session of Alice's Missing. So that will be a lot of fun. She's got some really cool ideas on how to run us through that using video. So um, and then I boy, it's been ages since I've said this. So maybe it's it's time for a refresher, though. I imagine if you're here, you've probably done this. But as always, wherever you listen to us, if you could take a second, rate and review us, that would be amazing. As we get towards the kind of towards the end of the year, we just got December left. Uh, I just want to say thank you again for joining us here every week. I hope that you have had a safe and happy holiday, and I hope that you continue to have a good holiday season as we march toward the new year. And now it's time to let the recap roll. As you are looking around in here, you can see that like various of the floorboards are loose. They squeak underneath your feet. And I think there's one that you step on in particular that actually the other end comes up. Uh, and I think you find that it's hinged and underneath it is a rune carved into the wood, but <gasps> it has been gouged out. I don't mean to brag, but I'm something of a monster hunter myself. Is <gasps> that right? Yeah. Cool. What monsters have you seen? Oh, we got one. What do you mean you got, like you have one? It's in the church, isn't it? He smiles and he nods and does like a shh. So what's your business in my town? Well, I initially was just passing through and I noticed that the uh, saloon is closed. I work with a entertainer. I, I realized that the saloon itself is closed. I was going to offer our services to put on a little, a little show. Uh, we could even do it in the street. It's a, a performer. She's got... A beautiful voice uh, is able to play a number of instruments. I think it clicks for you. Why he looks familiar and taking him in again, getting a good look at him, it occurs to you like you never saw him, but you've heard about him. You've read the descriptions in legends and storybooks of this sinewy old man, except usually he's not carrying a gun. Usually he's dragging a sword. This is Koshe, the Deathless. 
Rev, you find yourself face-to-face with a very clean iteration of Koshay the Deathless. So far, he hasn't made any sort of threatening move. It seems like he's maybe sussing you out a bit as you make your way through this conversation. But he has agreed to your deal. Uh, For whatever reason, he is willing to let your friend perform in town tonight. Is there anything else you want to do here? I want to use my other two hold, I think, to try to get some information. Okay. Let's be honest here. We're talking about the guy that that killed TJ. I mean, not really that guy, but the version of the guy. A, A, that guy, yeah. Where's my best escape route? Way in, way past. I mean, right now, a, a calm walk to the front door seems like your best way out. There is not active hostility. It doesn't even seem like he's really made you or anything. So if you keep it breezy and just leave here like a collected adult, that's probably your best way to go. What's my enemy's true position? Interesting. Yeah, I don't I don't exactly know what that means. <laughs> In the chair, across from you. <laughs> I think I can give you kind of a couple things. Because my first inclination would be like to tell you, like, how does he really feel about you? Which I've kind of already done. It doesn't seem like he's exactly marked you yet. Yeah. He seems suspicious or investigative but not like hostile or like he really knows anything yet. yeah so in addition to that i think i will i'll give you this he's not carrying himself like someone of like tremendous deific power he is carrying himself like a wealthy man like that kind of power the way he's interacting and the way he's moving and speaking with you but like from his physicality from his movements from his manner of speech it doesn't strike you like he is this all-powerful undead monster that you know Koshay to be. All right, I will stand up and offer to shake his hand. He takes your hand and shakes, and you can see that there's a moment where it seems like he's kind of scrutinizing you. He's looking into your eyes. He looks a little bit confused or, you know, eyes narrowed like he's trying to figure something out, but he just returns your shake uh, and then nods to Jumbo to see you out. Thank you again. You, um, I think you'll really enjoy it, and I will turn to follow Jumbo. All right. Jumbo leads you back out the front doors of this big manor house uh, into the cul-de-sac at this end of town. I turn to Jumbo. See, it wasn't that bad, right? No. Do you think he was on to us? I don't think so. Like, I feel like I kept saying things that kind of got his awareness up a bit, but, I mean, he agreed to let us perform, so, yeah. Oh, man, I didn't notice any of that. I'm not nearly as perceptive as you, I guess. Well, we're probably looking for different kinds of things, too. All right, well, let's get you back to your friends, then. Sounds good. He starts leading you down the main thoroughfare towards the edge of town, where you find the rest of your squad waiting for you. Hey, how did it go? Okay, I it, I didn't recognize him at first, but I know who the mayor is. Or, well, not who he is, but who he's like from our world. Oh, like the same person? Yeah. Who is it? Koshay. Oh, shit. What? Yeah, but he's he's not like he seems wealthy and like he's well kempt. He doesn't have a big sword. Um, yeah, like he just I I know that Koshay was like Im- imbued with strange powers because of whatever his situation is. I don't know if this guy's just the physical like the body double or he's actually some kind of powerful person here. But it's definitely like his his body, his looks. Did you ever? see him in our world would he have recognized you if they have some sort of connection no i've only seen like art of him and then the description that they gave well like art of not like 
he's on a tank top that you can get. In oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it was really I've only good seen art. Merch. Yeah, I've only seen, I've only seen merch. <laughs> <laughs> um, real quick, is Jumbo around or a part of this conversation? Like, what do you want Jumbo to do once he gets you back to the squad? Do you send him off? Yeah, I'm actually. I realized as I started to talk, I'm unclear as to where we are too. Like, are we just, I we're in a nebulous space, kind of outside I mean, of town? you had approached town just, like, on horseback and up a bluff. I'm imagining that you are basically back at the base of that hill that you came down, that they walked you down mm-hmm. and around the corner to the street. Like, you're outside of town, just beyond the buildings at the base of that hill again. Can I tell them the things I just said as we're riding back to the train on our horses? Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if that's where we want to go. Sure. Sure. Okay. Yeah, might as well. All right. So I jump into Bojack's arms. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, he he did not seem to recognize me. I feel like I got an okay read on him. That and he agreed to let us do the show. So Well, I'm glad that he's a music lover. He was giving off real like dad from Footloose vibes. Like he was like, oh, the music. I don't want people getting too rowdy. So like he, I don't know that to say that he's a music lover. Like it seems like he really wants things to be real strict and and locked down. Yeah, I mean, I guess if he is hiding something here, he's he's got all of these guys, you know, wandering and keeping the peace, so to speak. It, it seems more like he's trying to keep people away from what he's hiding. So if he lets people get too, you know, out of line, so to speak, he, he's not going to be able to control the population and keep them out of where he doesn't want them. So, uh, I mean, God, that in mind, good work on getting this to happen at all. Also, this answers at least one question about, well, it doesn't really answer, but at least clears up a little that if any of these people that in theory Nash, you know, put into place are prepped for us, they're not prepped for you. Yeah. And I, okay. Some, yeah, I I described the situation of talking with him and it sounded like it went pretty well. I did say a couple of things that it seemed like piqued his interest. Oh, like okay. what? Like I was I, I was trying to come up with a name and I was he was like, oh, what's the name of the performer? I was like, oh, the Oracle of the audience. And like when I said Oracle, he was like, hmm. And then there was something else I said too that it like kind of set him off. So it seems like he may know things or stuff to look for, but maybe not context for it or I don't know. But like he's he is on the lookout. Oof. Okay. So I think uh, disguising Kim is probably still like top top tier choice, just in case. I'll look different. I'll look cute, but I'll look different. All right. It'll be real interesting if he shows up to the performance to gauge his level of, of, of observance, <laughs> see how sharp he is, and if you're even on the radar too, you know? Hopefully he does show up before breaking into this church. We want his... Few eyes on us as possible. Yeah. Tass, can we go over again what you heard about this creature that's in this church? I don't know what we should think to bring from the train. I mean, I I don't know if it is the thing that I heard stories about. It sounds a lot like it's something like Ori or Malia. Like they, they claim to see somebody that was like a giant bat flying overhead and stealing grain and feed so, I mean, it's got to be a person, right? Or, I mean, you know, with at least intelligence enough to take basic stuff you need at the farmhouse, for God's sake. I mean, yeah, but that's it. Grain and feed, not 
people or livestock. So it's not something that's attacking. Yeah, not not just innocent people off of the uh, you know off of the streets of of town. It might want to defend itself though, or it might be like you guys described uh, Malia was in the ocean world or whatever. It might just be somebody trapped and would love to get out of there too. Can I head into the study? This idea of like a man bat, but it's taking livestock feed. Like, can I try to look as like, oh, is there like stories of a, of a monster that eats cornmeal instead of people or? Yeah, I don't know. that. That's such a, an interesting specific thing. Yeah. Let me ask a point of clarification. The stuff in your study, is it information from this world or information from your world? That's a good question. And I'm sure there would be some overlap. Yeah. But there are also places that I'm sure information would not overlap. I think that it's gotta be from our world, right? Like if it's something that came through on the train that it's like the like my smartphone exploded and made the books that are here. Or do you think that in the change of the world, like I mean, there's precedent for it being from this world because the tablet that came through into Pirate World shifted to be relevant to Pirate World. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like the things we bring through change to be useful in the place that we are. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, so yeah, so I suppose it's from this world. I'm imagining that the information in this study could be any type of information that could be gleaned in this world. So like... You might have folk tales that were written down about this world. You might have an encyclopedia that was written down about this world. You just wouldn't have folk tales from your world. Okay. Does that one make sense and two seem fair? Yeah. I dig it. Yeah. Okay. All right. I don't think this is the investigate move because that is like investigating a scene in a settlement. I do think this might be use a skill with investigate. So the same role, Mm -hmm. but it kind of frees up how I tell you things and how you are gleaning them. Eight. So I think you dig up information about lycanthropes and vampires and, you know, the the common monsters that you're familiar with. And they do exist in this world. Um, There are plenty of documented instances of them out in Lost Hope. Uh, People who were turned by just the ambient corruption in the world or were turned by somebody else who had been turned and they're just kind of without a home now. You know, they have nowhere else to go, so they congregate out there. And this sounds like it could maybe be that, but those things are all hostile. Those things do all attack people, feed on people, or livestock, like Megan said. And that's the detail that really hangs you up, that makes you think, this isn't that. Whatever this creature is, it's not just a vampire or a lycanthrope. It's, it, it wouldn't be just stealing grain if it was. But you also discover lore in this world about just other types of like magical beasts that are not, not hostile, not benevolent. They're just kind of forces of nature. They're just things that exist and maybe have existed since the beginning of time that just serve purposes. Um, You know, there is lore about a creature called the Thunderbird, and it just carries storms with it wherever it goes. That's that's what it does. It doesn't look out for you. It doesn't hate you. It just is a force of nature. And it seems like maybe this thing could be something along those lines instead. But from the stories Tass heard, it seems like it's operating on a weirdly small scale, if that's the case. Like, if it's just popping down in a town and stealing grain... That seems weird for something that is just like a force within the world to be doing. So it's like the equivalent of like it's it is not a monster, but it's more like a 
a mythical creature. Yes. Like a phoenix in our world. Yes, kind of. Okay. And in its wake, grain disappears. A devastating beast. I was thinking that maybe it's the opposite. Like, it sows crops or something. Like, it's just some little force that when an area has been abandoned for long enough and, you know, nature always comes Mm. back. Like, maybe because this place is old and has, you know, Paul Bunyan-esque myths, maybe those things in this world are more real. But this is the side of the anvil that gets the rain and is plentiful when it comes to this kind of agriculture, right? So if he's like stealing stuff from here and taking it. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe it's like a a Robin Hood of the animals and he's feeding them. But yeah, like it seems like he has, he's doing something. It's it's small, but like it seems like it's just a, a, a force that exists that does a thing. We've got Johnny Applebat. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's slightly less cool than Johnny Battleseed, which is oh. where I was going to go with that. Oh, Portmanto. I'm glad because I, I was going Johnny. I, I skipped Johnny uh, Bat Sauce. <laughs> what? <laughs> Instead of, I, I, I don't know. I was going, I just applesauce came to my, my head oh, instead of seed. And so okay. that's. Johnny I, go I like sauce. Johnny Applebat a lot. <laughs> well, let's go free him. Good luck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're not coming. <laughs> I got to. I got to be the colonel while the <laughs> oracle of uh, of the audience performs. He's like, I've got a, I've got manager duties. I can't, yeah. I can't help you out. There's a production. I have to be producing this. I'm gonna go be a van priest now. Yeah. <laughs> I shook hands with Koshe. I'm done. I've tapped, I got to tap. I've out. skirted my death for this arc. Thank you. Um, what else do you guys want to do uh, to prepare before evening comes? What is the plan for the strike team? How do you plan to like reconvene with Jumbo? How do you plan to get to the church, etc.? I mean, we'll probably go in with everyone getting grouped together for the performance, right? Kind of use the crowd distraction to our benefit. And, and then just break off before you're spotted by anybody who might be a problem. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of this is kind of riding on Jumbo. Like he knows how to get in. He knows what to expect. I mean, you know that the church is like boarded and guarded. So that's that's what you're up against. Um Jumbo can probably handle the boarded up part. He's a he's a big boy. He can probably break you in somehow. Uh as far as the guards go though, unclear if they plan to attend the performance or if they're going to still be on guard duty. I wonder if there's a way for us to incentivize them not being there. Like do we have any indication that I know that they party sort of in the the abandoned spot, but like, do they drink free in town? Like, is there somebody that we could pay to be like, hey, all of the all of the you know deputies of the town drink free tonight at the at the performance or or something like that? We do know that they don't drink free because they drink from the dusty bottles at the place, yeah. and then on their days off with their pay, they buy expensive bottles. Right, 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 right. I mean, we got that fancy train car Kim set us up with. We could probably bring some enticing booze from there. Oh, that's so good. Okay, so there's that. We'll have Jumbo spread the word on that too, that the the performers are bringing in some good stuff too. If Jumbo does spread that word quietly, because like he very much seems that he he was like, no posters, no people getting wild. Ooh. Yeah, Mayor, Mayor Footloose is not going to be happy to hear yeah. about the booze train rolling yes, in. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So like that's got to be a secret for the workers that he cannot find out about or else he will shut it down. That makes sense. And on top of it, 
you know, going into the the fact that we want them to abandon their post for the evening or as many of them as possible, they'll have to keep it hush-hush. I mean, maybe this is a not gather all of them and spread the word, but entice the couple that are just guarding the church away. That's true. Like, I I could show up and be like, hey, nothing's going to happen here because everyone's watching this performance. I got this fancy booze. Let's go over here and drink it or something and give you a chance to sneak in. Oh. You also got Jumbo. So it could even be a like, I'm not really into the, the music. Why don't you guys go and I'll take your shift? Oh. See if you'll swap out with somebody? Yeah. I'm so glad you guys are good at this. I was just going to climb until I found a window I could kick in and just try to sneak around. This is all <laughs> so much better. So which, what of that are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> I, I like that. I like the idea of using Jumbo and you, you know, enticing them right there at the church, trying to, to swap out whoever's guarding for our inside guy. Kim and Rev, is there any prep you need to do before the performance? A inventory question. If I wanted a change of clothes, would that be a spend of my inventory? Or is it like, is that something that we can assume that we have? I am planning to spend an inventory slot for a wig because that seems like a pretty significant change, but... Yeah, Can I, mean, I hand wave new clothes? I, I think like a generic change of like just from cowboy clothes to other cowboy clothes or whatever. Yeah. Like That's probably fine. If you want it to be anything kind of unique or out of the ordinary, that would probably have to be a spend. So like, yeah, mm-hmm. I think a wig and I think you could alongside a wig have okay. more of an outfit if you wanted it to be something specific. Spend it on a disguise instead of like the components. Instead of like piecemeal for this, for this, this, this. Okay, cool. Awesome. Then yes, I will spend uh, one of my personal inventory for a like performer's disguise for this evening. Like a nicer dress, one that I didn't have to travel on horseback all day in and uh, a dark brown wig. Oh my God, it's my actual natural hair color. No one has ever seen me like this. (laughs) 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 Including probably Nash. So, you know, this might be good. (laughs) Fair. Uh, I'm also going to um, spend one inventory slot from the parlor and I'm going to pick up a violin. Okay. It's louder than a mandolin if I'm trying to draw a lot of people. All right. We are down one inventory slot off the parlor car. I mean, two if we're taking some fancy booze from it. We are down two slots off the parlor car. That leaves one. It's worth it. Yeah. I don't think I've got anything to do in prep except to say to Tass, like, you might also want to be in disguise because if he's been here for a minute, you might be the only face that he has reference of. And we know that... Koshe of your world certainly saw you. I don't know if he's got a way to like, hey, here's some memories from another version of you. Or That's a really good point. Um, I hold out of, my bag of wigs. Because yeah, you kind of <laughs> stand out with your gold guns and your golden uh, shirt. and Yeah. Your golden locks. And your silver tongue. Your golden personality. Golden personality. Your yeah. silver tongue. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I, I do. I think it's worth it. I agree. I, I feel like if I get caught doing what I'm doing in my part of this plan, the who I am is going to follow pretty quickly. But I mean, if it breaks bad at any other juncture of sneaking in or out, that obviously would be a compelling reason to, uh, yeah, to, to, to look a little different. So, hmm, what should I go with? He puts his hat on backwards. <laughs> Bowler hat on backwards. <laughs> 
just somebody Who in there who's like feathers on the wrong side. That's <laughs> the only thing they could tell. Did you, rec- <laughs> Did you recognize me? I parted my hair on the they, other side. They didn't look at me at all because they're so infuriated by the cap being the wrong way. <laughs> it's like you don't even know how to wear a bowler hat. <laughs> um, I feel like not golden guns would probably go a long way in <laughs> keeping a low profile. <laughs> well, I need to take my guns, so... Um, Put on a duster. Paint them. Oh, yeah, or a long coat. That's smart. That's a better idea. Go with hers. <laughs> yeah. All right, so a duster. That will cover my golden shirt, my guns, everything. Perfect disguise, honestly. Yeah, and just like a nice, like a bigger hat to to shield your face. Yeah. Do you want like a bandana? I don't. I you it's pitch like, these. I'm just, I'm just excited now. <laughs> yeah. I just got excited about your new look. But. Jake is over there. Uh, he's got Hero Forge open. In here. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just going full ninja. Just okay. P- picture, oh, good. That'll be nice ninja. and subtle. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's exactly. He's that's like the hi- whole point of a ninja. Shadows. <laughs> I feel like. This is not necessarily relevant to the situation. I feel like going as a ninja might pay off big because it's something they would never expect. They'd never be looking for. Like <laughs> they might they might be suspicious of the guy in the duster and the big hat, but they'd never like it's like how when you're supposed to be uh, hiding in the woods, you know, you change your silhouette so it doesn't look like a human. Like it doesn't look like a head and shoulders because people are primed to notice that. Nobody's ever fucking seen a ninja in this whole world. <laughs> okay, they would have then, no idea even to be looking at for it. Then I'm doing that. That's so rad. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Sleek ninja situation with the like uh the leg pouches instead of holsters so that it's you know, like where they have their Shuriken? Shuriken, yes, exactly. I couldn't, thank you, I couldn't come up with and the And then word. I put on the duster and the hat. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm doing it. I'll, I'll, I'll spend a uh, a slot of my stuff for a, for a fucking ninja. A ninja, for a ninja costume. I can't wait for one bad roll and I just blow this up in your face. <laughs> you know, sometimes you're in a situation where you're like, well, I was going to do this, but the GM kind of seems like they're leading me this way. You can't do that with Jake <laughs> because he will just come up with something and then get really excited and like make a bunch of jokes or like like go off and like how oh, it's such a cool idea and it has no bearing on whether or not this could possibly <laughs> no, work. Not even remotely. <laughs> I will say this does break a plan I had that I, I was really hoping to see if I could go through this whole story with only using my uh, item slots for dynamite. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, we're not going to get very far on that then, huh? Yeah. We're still oh, well. pretty early in this. Oh, well, it's okay. I mean, it's a dynamite look. Hey. hey. Nice. All Good right. job. Proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we pass the remainder of this day uh, making preparations, getting ready uh, until night starts to fall and it is time to head back into town. Can we assume that it was relayed to Jumbo to pick you back up at the edge of town? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Then you head back in, and you meet Jumbo at the base of the bluff. All right, so what's the plan? Where are we going? Who who am I going with? I uh, I think you're going to come along with us, if you don't mind, and uh, we'll get into that church, see what's going on. Yeah, we're going to try to get an opening for Tass to be able to sneak in here, um, but I think if it works for you, you and I could maybe talk to the guards and see if they wouldn't mind coming with me to go check out the show. Uh, and you could volunteer to take their place watching guard over the church so Tass could get in. All right. We just want to handle this whole monster situation as quickly and quietly as possible just to keep everyone safe. No, I, I know. And I, I appreciate that about all of you. I'm just not a real good liar. I'm kind of surprised that we made it past Mayor Dale's, to be honest, so. Well, you don't have to lie. 
Yeah, we brought. Uh, <laughs> I shouldn't be the one. I don't know alcohol. What are yeah, cowboys what, like? Um, tell us sc- about the good alcohol. Screwdrivers. <laughs> Is that mm-hmm. what cowboys like? Screwdrivers. Fresh Pops, orange juice. Blue ribbon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you tell him the names of some alcohols, and he's oh, he loves it. Very excited <laughs> by them. It's like it's a fancy bourbon. Mm, I loves me a fancy bourbon. Well, <laughs> we'll definitely save some for you. He looks at Kim and Rev. Well, everybody's been notified that there's a performer coming in tonight, so y'all shouldn't have any trouble getting down into town without being led by me, but some folk might want to talk to you, might want to figure out what your plan is or help you get set up. I don't really know what exactly y'all are going for, but I'm sure that you'll have extra hands if you need them. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, I think Rev and I have got it from here. All right. Uh, He gestures to Megan and Tass to follow him and he starts to kind of snake around the like opposite side of this thoroughfare um the side that the church is ultimately on at the far end but like he's going to try and keep the three of you out of sight maybe moving behind the buildings as you go in so let's start with Kim and Rev who will have a quicker time of getting in position it is shortly after dark the town is still fairly bustling actually more even than when you were here earlier it seems like the word has spread that there's actually going to be some entertainment in this one horse town uh and people are excited about that so they are out and about getting ready where exactly are you setting up uh i was planning outdoors like in the circle okay perfect are you hoping for like a stage or anything like that you're just gonna Stay down ground level? I mean, I'm short, so a stage would be nice. Okay. Yeah. And like positioning wise, I think the goal would be to set it up so the audience's back is to the church. Our eyes are towards the church. Okay. Nice. Yeah, it's smart. Um, all right. Well, as Jumbo said, some of the miscellaneous guards do like catch up with you as you head in. They ask you what you need. Uh it seems like they had taken the initiative to start setting up a stage. Uh, I think they had started setting it up kind of close to the church, um, but if you let them know that you'd prefer it to be like on the other side, there doesn't seem to be any issue with that. They pick up the parts they already have assembled, they walk them over to where you direct uh, and resume putting this together. And as they start getting that stage put together uh, and you start getting in position, people from town start filing in. There isn't like seating or anything. People are just kind of standing around. It's like a big block party, almost. Uh, But people know that the event is about to happen, and they want to get their prime spots. Rev, do you see the mayor? Uh, Yeah, I want to look around to see if I see him, you know, in the street or looking out the window of his building. Or Yeah, uh, as you are looking around, uh, and like it's getting close to being showtime, like the stage is complete, you do see the front door of his house open, uh, and he walks out accompanied by a couple of henchmen. Uh, He is very smartly dressed. It's like an all-black kind of monochrome outfit uh, with a nice black leather, like, gambler hat. And uh, he steps out onto the porch of this house and kind of surveys the crowd, and I think he makes eye contact with you as well and gives you a little tip of his hat. Uh, Nod back. Uh, Okay, then I'm going to walk up onto the stage holding my violin. Good evening, Silent Spring! It's so nice to see all of your wonderful faces. I am the oracle of the audience, and you know what? Let's just start this off, shall we? And I'll raise my violin to my chin. This piece was written by a good friend of mine named Bella Bartok, and I'm happy to introduce his work to all of you. And I'd like to play Bartok's Violin Sonata for solo violin. Freebird! (laughs) (laughs) 
Boo! Yeah. And I, lo- I swear to God, if one of you asked me to play Devil Went Down to Georgia, I'm <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck's Georgia? That guy yelled Freebird, though. He's just the one who's giving out chicken. Freebird! <laughs> Who wants some? Spicy bird, mild bird, what you want? It's free. Crispy bird. I love that like, you actually have a piece that you're like, oh, I know exactly what to play. But I kind of wanted you to be like, this was written by my good friend, and then play like NSYNC or Britney Spears or something. <laughs> like, just some 90s no. pop. Mayor Dale's asked for a classy, a classy set list. All right. Why don't you roll use a skill with music? Great. Oh, I'm I'm so pleased. I was gonna be so embarrassed if I failed this. <laughs> um that's a 14. Okay. You start playing and the crowd starts like hooting and hollering. They are enraptured and psyched. Um and I think both of you can see that. The mayor is still standing up on his porch, kind of leaning over a railing, just watching intently and listening along. Magnificent. This piece is approximately 28 minutes long. (laughs) (laughs) Might be some folks who are getting sick of it by around 26, but we'll see. No! It's got four movements, man. It's different. I mean, yeah, you rolled a 14, so they're going to love it. Yeah. Megan and Tass... Uh, you are following Jumbo, sneaking through the shadows, getting close to the church, and there has been nothing in terms of resistance as you go. Um, as you pass by buildings and you can see through the alleys, you can see people have been filtering towards the the town circle. Um, the crowd is building over there, and as you get close, you hear the music start. All right, synchronized pocket watches. We have 28 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I recognize this piece. We have 28 minutes exactly. <laughs> is it Hudson Hawk where they time out their crimes yes. too? Okay. All right. Where is going to be the best place for Tass to get into the church? I mean, I guess I don't know how you want to go about it. The front doors are not boarded up, but they're chained up and locked tight. Can't get in without the key. Everything else is boarded up. So I guess if we were just going to try and bust one of those open, we'd want to go for somewhere that nobody can see it. Maybe on the back side of the building. All right, so do we want to try first to see who we can get out of there? And then if you get in, Jumbo, then you know you can work on one of these back entrances and I'll meet you around on that side. We'll get me in together on a, a, a quieter side. Okay. Uh, I take Jumbo's arm. Let's walk over there together and you're just showing me around town. He starts sweating. All right, here, I, here we go. I hand him the bourbon. Just a normal walk. Just one foot and then the other foot. <laughs> Which way do my arms go? Do you, I swing the you know same what? arm, same you foot? You know what? Why don't you just tell me about yourself? What What do you like to do for fun? Walk normal. <laughs> I, love, I just love walking normal and I can't remember how to do it. I want to take him back so I badly. I know. I feel so bad. <laughs> Can we adopt him? Jumbo takes a swig of the bourbon uh, and hands it back to you and starts to walk you around towards the front of the church. Uh, and the music quickly gets louder as it is no longer obstructed by the buildings. You can see Kim on stage performing. You can see what looks like the sum total of this town's occupants and workers uh, watching that performance, save for a pair of guards that are currently in front of the doors to the church. And they too are watching the performance. They are clearly still like on duty. They're engaged. They're, you know, paying attention to their surroundings. But you can see a little bit of like toe tapping, bobbing their heads. Enjoying the performance. Yeah, as we walk up. Evening, gentlemen. Ma'am, Jumbo, what's going on? Oh, uh, Jumbo here's just showing me around town. They look at Jumbo kind of questioningly, and he smiles. Yep, just uh, another 
passers-by who wanted to see the show, and I, I called her at the front, so I figured I'd show her about. And the guy at the door says, would you run her by the mayor yet? And he looks at you nervously. Yeah, yep. We uh, went over there a little earlier, uh, but there was a lot of town that I hadn't seen yet. So we're just going around, <laughs> seeing the sights. Megan, why don't you give me a bluff deceive roll? Four. <gasps> I said it was going to go fine. <laughs> Mark a grit. All right. This guard who's been talking scrutinizes you and his gaze shifts to Jumbo and to Jumbo's sweaty forehead. And uh, he says, Jumbo, is there something you want to tell me? And uh, I think you see him and the other guard, like they just kind of, you know, pull their coats back a little bit, like getting their hand a little bit closer to their guns uh, in still like a a neutral-ish position. And uh, Jumbo starts looking at you again, like for guidance. Uh, okay, you can't tell anyone, all right? Can't tell anyone what? Well, we found this, and I'll pull out the bourbon. (laughs) And, I mean, I don't know whose it was originally, but it's so good. And we were sharing it, and, you know, if you'd be willing, maybe we could share it together. I just didn't want anybody else claiming it. You know, you can't really come by something like this around these parts that easily. But, you you know, Jumbo here doesn't like to lie or hide things so he's feeling a little guilty about it but i told him you know y'all work so hard you deserve a treat now and then right these two guards exchange a look well that does look like a mighty fine bottle i'll tell you what why don't we take it over to the mayor i know he's got a fine taste for good liquor and maybe he'd be a fan of that bottle why don't you come on with me and he reaches a hand out towards you and jumbo just rears back and punches him as hard as he can oh no And then, like, looks at you, like, Let's go! And I'll I'll grab his hand and run around the back of the church. Okay. Uh, This one guy just eats dirt, and the other one draws his gun and starts running after you. Uh, You run around the corner of the church. Kim, give me an awareness roll. Oh, boy. Is that with mind? It is. Okay. Inexplicably 11. Okay. Then I think that as you're performing, you notice this. Like, you watch... Megan and Jumbo approach the front doors of the church. You knew that this was the plan. It seems to be taking a minute. Uh, and then Jumbo just rockets one of them directly into the ground uh, and they take off. All, all three of the people still on their feet take off. The one on the ground seems not unconscious. He's moving, but like pretty, pretty rocked. Uh, Rev, where are you? I think I'm next to the stage. Okay, uh, then while while I'm playing without missing a beat, which is impressive, bar talk is really hard. <laughs> I'm really good at violin. Yeah. Without missing a beat, which is impressive, I am also doing a kickflip. Uh, <laughs> I want to lock eyes with Rev and sort of like dart between his eyes and the church. I think I look to where she is indicating. Yeah, I think you just kind of catch the tail end of this. You see a guy on his ass and... Uh, one like disappearing into the shadows around the corner of the church. And what is the mayor doing? The mayor still seems to be watching the performance. I am gonna start. Okay, paint me a picture here, okay, or maybe draw me a, me a picture. Give here. me brushes. Mayor's house, church, our stage. What's the shape they make? He's at twelve o'clock. He's looking at three o'clock. If he looked at nine o'clock, he'd see what was going on. I am going to start walking his direction intentionally from the other side so like in case he watches me approach he doesn't turn towards the church you're drawing his attention away got it cool nice okay you start walking wide opposite the church 
uh, heading in his direction. And I think you notice his bodyguards, the two that are with him up there, they clock you. Um, but so does he. Like, they go to, like, notify him, but you notice that he's he's already watching you. He sees you coming. Um, and he starts to move over, like, towards the stairs of his front porch uh, as if to meet you partway. Yeah, I'll give a little wave as I approach and walk up to him and turn and look at the crowd and Kim. Is this kind of what you were hoping for? He doesn't avert his eyes from you, um, but he gives a little nod and he says, Yes, so far so good. She's got a wide variety of different music styles, but I, well, she got the impression that this might be the one that would fit your taste the most. He nods. She was correct. I do quite like it. You're going to love the next 23 minutes of it. <laughs> <laughs> Back over at the church, Tass, you are waiting behind the building, and I think you hear a punch and a thud, and then you see... Megan and Jumbo come running back around to the side of the building. Yeah, I mean, if they're both running this way, that doesn't seem good. So I'm going to stay low for a second. Um, I I don't want to call out because that seems like that's going to draw attention. Sure. Um, so yeah, if they're just running around to the back where I am anyway, I'm just going to be like waving them on and waiting for them to uh, get to my corner. As soon as I see Tass, I think I do. I don't yell, but I'm like, Get in the church, get in the church. Uh, and I will try and prepare to draw my bow when this guy comes around the corner. I mean, it's going to be a lot quieter than the gunshot. So if Tass can get in there, I can try and hold off these guards. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know that I have a great way in besides just ripping boards off of stuff. But yeah, I'll start trying to work on those if I feel I can even remotely do it quietly. I think just as you start to move over to like start peeling boards, you do see a figure chase them around the corner at the opposite end of the not alley. It's not really an alley. It's a fairly wide space. And he has a pistol in hand. Um, he is moving forward quickly, but gun at the ready. I mean, I don't, I, I, I need to get in, but I don't think I can ignore that. We have to keep this quiet if we want any time to do this. Uh, so I would love to spend an inventory slot, if I could, for a bola. Okay, mark it. And uh, I want to wing it at this guy charging down the side of the building. Coincidentally, this is the part of Kim's song that gets really loud. <laughs> <laughs> so we can make as much noise as we want back here, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the part where the, the music performance syncs up with the fights and the explosion that's going on in a separate location. You hear them both at the same time. Mm -hmm. It's really cool. It goes perfectly. It all started off, too, when it synced up with Jumbo's punch. Yeah. <laughs> Tass, give me a brawl roll. So, brawl, when you brawl, roll plus body plus brawl. The word brawl is losing all meaning for me. <laughs> it's just a an awkward <laughs> mouthful. On a 10 plus, you disable your opponent. On a 7 to 9, you wound your opponent, and everybody takes plus one ongoing to body rolls against him. You are open for attack and may take harm. On a 6 or less, you take harm. Okay. 13. Perfect. You disable your opponent. You huck this bola at his ankles. He tumbles and just hits the dirt face first and seems to be knocked immediately unconscious. His gun goes skittering through the dirt away from him. Oh, shit. Okay. Where's the other one? He got hit. He's around the front. He hit the ground. I didn't stay to see what happened. All right. Uh, is it worth going up to check on him so he doesn't call out an alarm or something? Yeah, he got hit. Pretty hard. Hopefully he's still disoriented, but maybe I can 
knock him out real good before anything happens. Uh, Hell yeah. I'll try to drag him back around here. You guys get boards off the windows. You got to get in there. Yep, 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 yep. All right. Megan, you run back around the front. You find this guy like hands and knees uh, in the dirt. It looks like he's trying to get himself back to his feet, but he seems dizzied and disoriented. Uh, I want to try and go weird and influence kind of his vision to just really be like extra disoriented, like heavy vertigo, can barely walk and then just kind of get him over my arm, look like look like I'm helping him out and take him around the back. Okay. This seems similar to influence a creature with human intelligence, um, which would be a weird level two maneuver. Eight. Okay. You get in his head, you disorient him further, uh, and then you go offer a helping hand. And he's just kind of, you know, reaching up blindly for he can tell somebody's there. He grabs onto you and you help him to his feet and he just barfs all in the dirt in front of the doors here. <laughs> Great. But you are able to get his arm around your shoulders and start leading him around the back of the church. It's all right, buddy. I got you. In the back, Tass, you and Jumbo have the opportunity to start trying to bust open the church here. There are some windows on the ground floor. There is a bell tower uh, that's got some boarded up openings leading up it. Uh, there is a door back here that is completely boarded over. How do you want to try and get in? Uh, as I'm looking this over, uh, Jumbo, do you know if there are like guards inside as well? Shouldn't be. Typically, nobody gets to go in there without Mayor Dales. All right, let, let's get over to this window that's the furthest corner. Hopefully, that'll mitigate some sound towards the mayor's house. Okay, go ahead and give me a strength roll. Take a plus two uh, with Jumbo's assistance. Okay. Ten. All right, you start prying boards off this window. Uh, as you are, you see Megan come around the back with this other guard just hung over her shoulders uh, barely keeping his feet, but you are able to open up a point of entry into the church. You can see as you pull the boards away that it is lit inside, so it's not like it's just dark and abandoned and frozen or anything. Uh, it seems like it is maintained enough that when it's time for somebody to come inside, they're able to do so. Okay, yeah, I'll wiggle through and get inside. All right. I'll tell Jumbo, go stand back around the front like you're manning a post, keeping guard. Okay. Jogs around. Don't step in the puke. <laughs> you, you just hear a, a squeaky slip sound. Thunk. Well, I tried. All right, Tass, you make your way in the window. Even though it's not like abandoned and decrepit, it is clearly disused. Things are generally dusty. Uh, the pews are like pushed to the walls. Um, you know, things have been moved out of the way so that it's just kind of a fairly large open space uh, on the main floor of the church here. It is for the most part, one big chamber. Uh, you can see the front doors like kind of opposite you on the front of the building. Things are beat up in here. You can see like claw marks in the walls and things that have been knocked down or torn down or knocked over and busted. It seems like there has at some point been some chaos in here. What do you want to do now that you're inside? I want to draw a pistol with one hand and my big old knife with the other and just start quietly moving through looking for anything that might be a circle, a cage, or a monstrous person held here. All right. Roll investigate. Okay. Oh my God. I'm rolling bricks today. 11. All right. On a 10 plus, I tell you three relevant facts. Firstly, knowing that you're looking for something circular, 
I think the first thing that occurs to you is the bell tower. It's probably the correct shape because you don't see anything down here that would strike you as a circle that would fit the bill. Um, something in the bell tower might. Second, uh, I think you remember how in medieval castle architecture, towers were defended. That they'd stay at the top, they could route their enemies up the stairs, and they'd have an easier job fighting down than the people trying to fight up. And thirdly, you realize that Jumbo was wrong. You are not, in fact, alone in this church. You hear footsteps above you up the stairs of the tower, and you notice a shadow being cast from some of the firelight behind you within this very room. Show is a Crit Show Studios production, edited and produced by Brandon Wentz with music by Jake Purley. You can find more information about us at thecritshowpodcast.com. To keep up to date with upcoming live shows, contests, and other special events, follow us at The Crit Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For even more weekly content, join us at patreon.com slash thecritshow. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Meet Pia Casely, a journalist with a nose for a good story. Do you know who the last person to interview Julie Capsom was? Me. Meet Brenda Bentley, a dogged detective with a case she can't let go. Nobody came closer than I did, and that's why I was kicked off the force. Together, they solve the cold cases no one else can. That's when things got weird. And we haven't even gotten to the torso yet. If they don't kill each other first, that is. Well, you've got another thing coming. You know, I think it's you got another thing coming. Or perhaps there's something else between them. Well, if the feeling's mutual, call it a mutual feeling. Arden. A podcast about crime, romance, and everything else. Season 1 and 2 now available. Brought to you by Wayface Industries. The good people.